Hello and welcome to a Wednesday episode of the State of the Nova Nation. I'm Eugene Repay. He's Chris Danziel. We are here on a Wednesday, a little unorthodox, but hey, you know, day before Thanksgiving, we have to take a little bit of a day. Uh, Chris was on the DL, but he's back feeling healthy, feeling good. He got cleared. No COVID, nothing that serious. So, uh, Chris, how are we feeling today? Uh, feeling pretty good, but I saw your tweet about me being on the DL, but you said I, I think 7-Eleven is better than Wawa. Eugene, come on. You can't throw me under the bus like that. Like, I, that, what, in what world would I ever think that's true? First of all, quick check's better than Wawa. And then we can start the discussion. Try it. Come on, oh. 7-Eleven, 7-Eleven. Well, I don't, even, I don't even know what a quick check is, but I can tell you right now, they, there's no way. There's just no way it's better than Wawa. Can't uh, be possible. No, you're, you're 100% right. I am just fibbing there. That was a complete fib. Uh, Wawa is forever the GOAT. Quick, quick check is not too far behind, though. It is, it is still pretty good. I know. Oh. You got to get to North Jersey one. All I got to say is we need Wawa here in New York. It's never going to happen. But if it happens to just trickle in, I will – oh, my gosh. It'll be, it'll be dangerous. That's all I got to say. Anyways, <laughs> Chris, day before Thanksgiving. Today's yes. the big day. Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Eve, you know, normally big party night. But now we're having a big party just because – College basketball is back. Tonight, Villanova basketball in action at the 2K Empire Classic in Mohegan Sun. There's no fans there, but you already know everybody's going to be tuning in. It's going to be a huge night. View Hoops comments boards are already popping. They've been popping for the last few weeks. We've been getting the hype going with our preseason content, and now the day is finally here. Sure, they, they moved the tip time back to 930, a little late, but I got nowhere else to be. I want to be glued right in front of the TV, checking Villanova versus BC, a rematch of that epic 2006 Sweet 16 game. Chris, I am pumped. I am so pumped because, you know, NFL is nice, but that's only once a week. And then sometimes Monday, sometimes Thursday, depending on the matchup. NBA is done. Baseball, done. I I needed sports. I needed more sports in my life. Yeah, especially when the team you root for is pretty good at at the sport they play. So glad, glad to have him back. You did mention the 9.30 start, which is uh, usually would have been a little disappointing in any other year. But like you said, what are we going to do? Like usually this is a night where you go out, have some fun, let loose a little bit, and then you catch the highlights in the morning. But now what, what, what are we going to do? Just crack, crack open a cold one, sit back and uh, relax and watch Villanova hopefully kick BC's butt? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am just – I can't wait. Like, words cannot describe. We've been talking about this team. Very curious about what it's going to look like. We know that some guys are injured, which is unfortunate. But maybe that means we get to see some of the newer guys. And I only say newer just because they haven't gotten an official game in yet. Like, for example, Eric Dixon, Caleb Daniels coming off the redshirt year. So we'll get to see what they're made of. We'll get to see what kinds of improvements, what kinds of leaps and jumps and bounds that – Guys like Colin Gillespie, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Justin Moore, the, the key guys coming back, and just overall, what will this rotation look like? What is everyone's role going to look like? What is that fifth man in the starting lineup going to look like? Who's going to be sixth starter? Who's coming off the bench? A lot of our questions will start to be answered because you know there's going to be a little bit of tinkering early on. For sure, and I think this is definitely a team you could do that against. I mean, hopefully you build up enough a com- comfortable lead to the point where it's like, all right, you know, can work with some stuff, experiment a little bit, and then you do that and see what sticks, and you'll go from there. Because most likely, 
You're not going to be able to do that in game two, and we can talk about the two opponents who they might potentially be facing later. But if it is the favorite who wins that, you're not going to be able to do that. You're going to have to send out your best guys and whatnot. So, yeah, I think this is a, a great opening day game. This is a solid game right up against BC tonight, 930. Chris, we previewed them a little bit last time. We already know the guys to watch out for. Jay Heath, we know that they have a couple other guys, but for the most part, they graduated their key players. It's going to be the Jay Heath show. Promising, promising sophomore after a solid first year over there on Chestnut Hill. What else can we expect from the Eagles? What's kind of the rundown? I know last year they struggled, but they did have some of that big game upset potential. Yes, Eugene. They did beat number 18 UVA last year, and that was a pretty big shocker. And I think when we covered UVA in the preview episode, I think we talked about that was kind of like one of the ultimate lows for that team before moving on into bigger and better things. So even though BC did lose to some of their bigger players, as you got guard Derek Thornton and forward Nick Popovich, they are returning senior forward Stefan Mitchell. I know you highlighted Heath, but I also want to highlight Mitchell as well. He not much of a scorer. He got about eight points per game, but he can rebound. So Jerry's going to have his work cut out for him. He averaged about 8.7 boards per game and three of the offensive variety. I wish I could say more about this team. I just don't know all that much about them. I made a joke, if you want to call it that, last week where I said that they were at the Paul of the ACC, and I think it's kind of kind of hold true again. What's so funny should... is that they actually lost to DePaul last year too. So oh, I didn't even realize like, that. Oh, yeah, wildly inconsistent. You never know what Oof. you're going to get. They, they can upset UVA, but then a couple of weeks earlier before that, lose to Paul. Wild, <laughs> wild. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's that's not good at all. And Belmont. They lost to Belmont, too, in a massive shootout. Also makes no sense. Well, throwback to Belmont when they were good. But, yeah, that's, that's who they are. Not that great of a team. Should beat up on them. Now, you could get into a scenario like last year, like Villanova did with St. Joe's when Ryan Daly went off and kind of kept that game a little bit more competitive than we would have liked, where Jay Heath this time goes off and keeps BC floating around. But I severely doubt that happens. So I got Nova in a romp here. Yeah. While we talked about how there isn't too much, you know, fat on the schedule, not a lot of cupcakes to, you know, those fine-tuned games, this is one of those opponents where they're not threatening enough. You know, it's not like a high major opponent. You can kind of test things out a little bit. Like, I expect some rust. Like, there's no way. We had a shortened preseason, barely any offseason, no preseason scrimmages. There's going to be a little bit of sloppiness. I wouldn't be surprised if there were a couple misassignments. And this would be a nice game to, you know, kind of get, get the feeling in your legs again. Against BC, Nova should win comfortably. There's going to be a little bit of ugliness Maybe a couple of misassignments here. Maybe Jay Heath goes off. I don't know. But overall, I think Nova should win this one comfortably. What about you, Chris? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Double digits. Get it right. Figure out the rotation stuff. Should be fun. There will be a familiar face, though, in Makai Ashton Langford, former Providence guy, transferred over to BC. So we'll get to see him again. It's been a couple of years. But ah, back, forgot back all about him. Yeah, forgot all about him. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of a letdown at Providence, not going to lie. A little bit, yeah. I remember, I think it was a couple of years ago, he had a bat, really bad game against Nova and BC, uh, BC fans, PC fans kind of got on him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't pretty. wasn't pretty. Hopefully he can get BC, get its offense going again and improve upon that offensive efficiency rating that was in the bottom third of the entire Division One NCAA men's college basketball. So Oof. we'll see how that goes. But once again, 9.30 tip off tonight. Chris and I think it'll be a win. After that, they're going to take on, well – 
before we, we dive into this matchup, there was a little bit of uh, musical chairs going on, a little bit of drama going in. Baylor, head coach Scott Drew, test positive for COVID. Then they're like, all right, no big deal. We're going to get – he's going to be replaced by assistant coach Jerome Tang. We're going to plan the two campfire classic, no problem. Everyone else is negative. It's just coach here. And then all of a sudden, Arizona State is like, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't want to play him. Why, why should we play them? And then I'm thinking, you know, oh, man, what's going to happen now? Is Baylor going to drop out? And then the 2K Classic is like, all right, we're just going to reevaluate the matchups, maybe switch something around. And I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, great, are we going to play Arizona State now? What's going to happen? And then I'm assuming or, you know, maybe there was some behind-the-scenes chatter that where if you're Nova or you're Arizona State or you're BC, it's like, why should I put my players at risk? Like, can you do something about this? And then Baylor drops out of the tournament. And now we're scrambling for a new opponent. Chris, it ends up being the Rhode Island Rams. A nice local hmm. team. How do you feel about it? Uh, not, not too happy. <laughs> not happy at all, Eugene. Doesn't really it, have the headliner of a top five matchup, unfortunately. No, no, not at all. You, you had the potential to play Baylor. And worst case, you would have been playing Arizona State who is still good in their own right. But, like, that Nova-Baylor matchup early in the year, regardless of what COVID is doing to the season, would have been awesome to watch. And you get robbed of that. And But I will say, everyone made the right decision. <laughs> Thank God Baylor dropped out, because I would have not wanted Villanova playing if Baylor did not drop out. I'm glad Arizona did stay, did stay in, even though they were threatening, like you said, to leave. And I thought that was the case for basically the whole day when that yeah, there was, was happening. Yeah, there was a lot of like, – it was like a game of telephone on Twitter. Right. Like, this, this yeah. team says this, this source says that, this anonymous person says this. It was just all over that whole day until they strained it out. Absolutely brutal. But, you know, I guess this – in a perfect world, obviously, Villanova would end up playing Arizona State and buff up the schedule a bit. But you're losing out on Baylor now. Now, URI has been good – for the for oh, it was decent. a couple years, yeah, yeah were, a little yeah, decent. A couple years ago, seventeen and eighteen, they were they held up pretty well. They won a couple tournament games, beat Trey Young in a classic first round game a couple years ago. Upset Creighton as the eleven. Yeah, that was uh, another good the one. Year before that, yeah, yeah, I completely forgot about that. But not so much lately. And honestly, like two, I'm pretty sure like two years ago, I was like banging on the table like hey let's get these guys in the big east along with Dayton and all that but uh they have not really lived up to their side of the bargain <laughs> lately at all it, I, i'm just a little shocked they couldn't get anybody else but i'm glad they did fill the spot and uri does seem to be a perfectly fine competitor yeah it was like you know but we could fly a team in or we could just ask a team to drive over <laughs> yeah and i guess in the covid world the driving in part makes it a lot easier so I'm fine with it in that regard, but, you know, it just sucks that you can't. Baylor didn't want the smoke. They didn't want the smoke. All right, all right, I'll turn it down. <sighs> no, 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 no. That's, that's, that's asking for karma later. That's just asking for, oh, like, yeah. yeah, that's just, that's not good. Not good. Yeah, that's, you know, it's like uh, this past weekend, Clemson was claiming that Florida State backed out on purpose because they were, like, they played the COVID card. And I'm like, yeah, they played the COVID card for good reason. Your whole team was, like, positive. <laughs> 
So <laughs> I, I don't think it's not that they didn't want the smoke. It's the fact that they just didn't want to they, infect a bunch of innocent people. Yeah, they, but, they didn't want those microbes to transmit through the smoke. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, overall, it's a decent field. It's not the best, but if you still end up playing Arizona State, I. Honestly, at the end of the day, no harm, no foul. Yeah, and the other nice thing, too, was, you know, we were, like you said, Chris, there was a point on that same morning or that same day when the Baylor news came out where it looked like both Arizona State and Baylor were going to drop. And the last thing we needed was half the teams in this <laughs> this tournament to already just mm-hmm. leave last minute. On top of when you think back to the original field that this was supposed to be like last year or two years ago when it was set up, this was supposed to be Michigan, NC State, and Baylor. None of those other teams are left except for Notre. <laughs> That's that is wild. Yeah, wild. Like I, I remember when you first told me about that being announced. It's like, okay, we can clear the ghosts of NC State, and then we either get a great title rematch with Michigan, or we play a top end team in Baylor. It, it, that would have been such so fun, but we end up with this, and that's fine. You know, it's the times we live in. I'm also, to this point, I honestly thought, legitimately thought we were going to go at least one week without a COVID issue. And it took one week. <laughs> no, we didn't even play one game yet, and we already had a COVID issue. Yeah, it's crazy because you see these shutdowns and things bringing up all over college campuses, or I shouldn't say all over. It's, you know, it's like certain areas, pockets here and there. Like I know Iona in my backyard is completely shut down. They're They've rescheduled games five times, and they said that they have backups already to go. For they, they anticipate more cancellations, and they've already rescheduled five games. That's crazy. Wow. And, yeah, and they're like, and I'm just oh, I was just gonna say like they're not even like that big of a basketball school either. Like that that must be just like wild. Hopefully, you know we we don't have anything too chaotic like that over in the Big East. But I know Seton Hall had some problems. Marquette had a shutdown during the off season. Uh, DePaul, maybe? I don't know. I think that was a – I think I'm looking at April Fool's tweet. But, uh, yeah, it's – this is just part of the game. It's just unfortunate. We just hope that it doesn't affect our season too much. I know that the NCAA is looking into potentially relaxing the two-week quarantine. You know, maybe you can test out of it after a certain day or a certain number of days, like if you – show negative for uh, – I'm just throwing the number out there. But, like, five days straight, then maybe you can come back. But these two-week these two week shutdown, Chris, as someone who's covered high school sports, you know, I know high school is definitely a little crazy because they don't have the funds, they don't have the resources as, you know, multimillion-dollar colleges. But I had seen schools that never got to play a single game. I've seen schools play only two games. It's insane. Yeah, it certainly is. I, from a logistics standpoint, high school just sounded like a nightmare from the get-go when this whole thing was really crashing down in the beginning and then when it was trying to start back up back in, what, September. But it seems like colleges are at least trying everything in their power to kind of make it up. Like you said, like Iona's got backup schedules. Yeah. <laughs> so at least they're trying, and I'll give them that. But you got to hope. We should just only hope that there's nothing crazy like March again. I really don't think there will be, but maybe this will push people to go more towards the bubble talk. And I know that's always going to be a hot topic until it either A, happens, or B, happens. (laughs) I guess this is a good test run, I guess. But 
Who knows, man? Let's just see if we can get through tonight's game. <laughs> one by one, Eugene, one by one. Yeah, exactly. As Jay Wright said, you know, you need – I think they mentioned 13 – a minimum of 13 games completed in order to be eligible or whatever. So we just need to get to game number 13. But looking at this other side of the bracket, Arizona State, we previewed them last week. They have a great guard and a great drink in Remy Martin. They've got another solid piece in Alonzo Verge Jr., Juco transfer, who played very well in his first season at Arizona State, averaged just over 14 points per game. They have a very promising freshman class that includes Josh Christopher, five-star stud, nationally highly coveted recruit coming out of high school, and then Marcus Bagley, who we should all, you know, the last name is definitely familiar, but he is Marvin Bagley's younger brother. He's coming in not as good as Marvin, but he is solid in his own right, coming in as a four-star prospect that can definitely ball. And then just overall, the freshman class, they were ranked number seven overall in the 2020 national team rankings. So very good haul right here for Arizona State. Definitely spearheaded by Josh Christopher, who will be a day one contributor. Marcus Bagley, probably too. Remy Martin, averaged just under 20 points per game. Alonzo Verge, solid guy. Seem mm-hmm. has some nice pieces, Chris. I don't. I just don't know if it's going to be enough to beat Nova. Yeah, especially with the freshmen coming in. like As good as they are, you wonder if they're going to be up to task that early. Exactly. So, it's so, like, you know, how fast can you break in freshmen without an offseason, you know? Right. That's It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Now, look, they can go out there and just, like, do their own thing and drop 25. And <laughs> yeah. I can actually see that happening because <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit less structure for some high school kids might be a good thing. But, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a tough game against Arizona State regardless. Remy Martin is a preseason All-American, as you mentioned, but, like, he's just so freaking good. So, between him and Verge, who are both – it was also a solid piece, as you mentioned. That's a lot of scoring. So <laughs> it's going to be tough either way. Like, I'm not saying – I still think Villanova would win in this scenario, but it's it's not – they won't go away quietly. It's not going to be a pushover. And I, I think that's pretty obvious to say. But, like, we could just be like, oh, yeah, you know, lower in the rankings, number 17. They got a lot of freshmen coming in. They only have one player, blah, 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 blah. You can steamroll them. No, not the case. Yeah, this by no means is going to be as comfortable as the Boston College victory or game. But it is a bummer that we won't have Baylor. I would think that if Nova were to face Arizona State, they would win. But it's going to be fun to have this matchup and not that, you know, can you imagine if Baylor and Arizona State both dropped and then we have to, yeah, we got Rhode Island, but then, you think locally, you know, I'm just trying to, in my mind, think of what schools are left. Do you call up Baker at Quinnipiac and be like, come on, <laughs> fill in. Or, you know, Fairfield, Hartford. Like, I'm just thinking of, like, all the really small northeastern schools. Vermont, like, <laughs> the Catamounts, is that, is that who we call up? Yeah, Coley Cross, UMass. Uh. Ooh. Call up. <laughs> call up BU. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know what you would do. Why don't you – how about this? Bring up bring up a, another Big Five team with you. <laughs> Come on. That'd be cool, right? The Big Five bubble. Come on. You know you'd get behind it. The crazy part is, is with Penn gone, they could literally have a Big Five bubble. They could. They, they actually could. Last week, I was like, if there is one year to do it, 
and kind of utilize the Big Five to its fullest potential. It's this year. If you want to get those 13 games in, there it is. And while we're here, I guess we might as well take a look at Rhode Island because we have seen surprises before. My money is on Arizona State to make it to the finals. But if you're looking at Rhode Island, they do have one guy to note who has probably one of the best names in college basketball. Fats Russell. That's not even his real name. His real name is Duran, but doesn't doesn't have the doesn't have the same ring. It's Fats Russell. That's great. Five mm-hmm. ten guard, small guy, but tough guy because he's from Philly. I'm not even joking around. This guy plays like he's six foot six, but he's. <laughs> I, I know he's listed at five ten. He I I stood next to him one time. Probably shorter than that. And I'm five ten. Yeah, regardless of how tall he is, he's still a big boy on the court. So doesn't matter. Dropped eighteen point eight points per game last year. That's that's big time. Now, he did shoot under 40% from the field overall, so it might be a little bit of a volume thing, but he is a pretty decent three-point shooter. So just watch out if Villanova does play for, play them. Uh, he is definitely the guy to highlight. I just love that his name, because I remember when he first came on, it, it said Duran, but then I think midway through his freshman year or sophomore year, he got his name officially changed on the roster to Fats. <laughs> Fats. <laughs> that's, that's great. Even when you look on, like when we were doing research for the for today, you just look up on the Rhode Island website. And it has Fats Russell, number one, Fats Russell. Number one. But yeah, very big boy. Eighteen points per game. Canada was a one man wrecking crew last year. Rhode Island solid. They're one of those you know teams that are seem to be always on the fringe of the NCAA tournament. I know that they went a little cold these last couple of years, but you know, 2017-18 was a good stretch, and then before that, 15, they were pretty solid. I'm not threatened by Rhode Island. I don't think that they're going to beat Arizona State. I know right now Ken Palm has Arizona State as a 70% favorite to advance. I would totally agree with that. But in the event that Rhode Island does pull off an upset, watch out for Fats Russell. 70%? Really? I thought it would be higher. Maybe Ken Palm's taking it easy. Yeah, I think – isn't Ken Palm like usually – a little conservative, though. Yeah, the thing with Ken Palm, too, is, like, it's one of those things where the more data is put into his formulas, the more accurate it is. So early in, you know, early in the year, I know people look at Ken Palm rankings and, like, it just doesn't make sense. Or, like, why is it like this? Mm-hmm. It's weird because it's it's accurate, but not 100% accurate, if that makes sense. Like, I would not put too much stock into Ken Palm data until maybe a couple more games in. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. as I quipped a couple times last week, I was like, how – how does he come up with these numbers? <laughs> there hasn't even been a game yet. Yeah, but, like uh, I remember in 2018, for example, when Nova started off hot, I think five games in, and then you know how he puts his projections for the rest of the year. He mm-hmm. had Villanova going undefeated, which is wild. Yeah, yeah. that We all know that just doesn't happen. Only in, only in my brain and only you know, <laughs> on the pod and only in the V-Hoops comment section, but no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> or uh, NCAA 10. Yes, yeah, or, yeah, exactly, yeah, only on video games. So, Chris, last time you said that Villanova was going to lose to Baylor. Obviously, Baylor's no longer in the show. So, how do you, you know, give me some bracketology, give me some Chris bracketology here. How do you see this tournament of four shaping out? Going with the simple answer, Eugene. Nova wins it all. They beat BC, Arizona State beats URI, Nova beats Arizona State. Give me a third-place game. Give me a third-place game. Third-place game. URI over BC. Is it because of Fats Russell? Of course it is. I would give Fats Russell the MVP if they did that, even though he, they didn't win the tournament. I would give him MVP regardless. Yeah, I, I agree with your statements, but also just more beyond Fats Russell. I just think that, you know, BC just hasn't been hot. 
They're just mm-hmm. not that good. Maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think Fats Russell has a day over BC. As for Nova, I think they, they do win versus Boston College. And then after that, they take down Arizona State. Get a nice top 25 win under our belt. Improve to 2-0. Then we exit the bubble and we move onwards and forwards. Unfortunately, Chris, well, actually, I don't know if you planned on trying to, you know, make the trek to Pennsylvania, but Villanova announced that for its home games, it's actually changing its attendance policy. Originally, they wanted to allow up to 15% capacity, have some students, have some faculty, have some staff. I know my wild card still works. I still have it. I have two copies of it, actually. was going to try to sneak in there maybe as a student, grad student, PhD. I don't know. But on Monday, Villanova announced that it was actually going to roll that back. And now the only fans allowed at home games are going to be families of the players. Do you think that was a good move, Chris? Do you think that this will make it more safe? Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. Kind of limit the mass gatherings. That's it's pretty simple. I mean, what did they have a plan in place for the students? Was it all students or was it limited students? Uh, limited only so in total only 15 percent uh capacity so you you think that the pavilion is what six thousand five hundred yeah. one seats so 15 yeah. percent of that which mm-hmm. at the end of the day isn't much especially if you like space them out but mm-hmm. you know now yeah. now you go from like a couple hundred to 50 right <laughs> yeah, I, I still I, to be honest with you, it's 15 percent of students would have been a little I feel like it would have been a little awkward at least trying to like get a chance going and whatnot. But yeah, I felt like if, if you're going to shut it down, like shut it down like completely and just allow the parents, it seems to be every college's MO. So yeah, I'm perfectly fine with it. Like you got to limit the spread somehow. And Villanova for the most part has done a pretty good job from what, at least what father Peter said. I saw he had like a little message to everybody saying that they got through the semester. Yeah. Pretty, pretty safe with, for the most part. I mean, I'm not exactly sure about who, certain outbreaks, but he said as a whole, the school did pretty well. If this is another step to kind of keep that going, I'm all for it. And let's be honest, Eugene, like, you know, it's not like the crowd noise at the pavilion has always been the best. So Yeah, but see, it's students, though. So you, by taking away the wine and cheese crowd, you keep the noise. That's true. The students have had it their walls. I mean, we, we talked about it a lot last year. Like, just very, very quiet at times. They're, they're usually – to start the season, though, and to start the games, they're, they're, we're into it big time. Would like it to be a little bit more persistent throughout and a little bit louder. But, you know, maybe that's maybe this is like a blessing in disguise in the sense that, you know, maybe next year when students are allowed full-time, we'll appreciate it and actually go bananas for each game, you know, bring a yeah. little bit more noise than usual. Yeah, you can only hope that next year, you know, we go back to normal – I don't even know what the timetable is. I feel like we're always going to be off, so I'm just not going to talk about that. But I will say it is a bummer, but I'm not surprised. This just seemed like the next natural progression. And I know, according to Jay Wright, he's talked about how the university has been very strict, very cautious. You know, his whole department, the whole basketball office has been very cautious in dealing with it. Like, they couldn't even get refs in to – officiate an intra-squad scrimmage you know they couldn't even do that if they couldn't even get like two dudes to come in to officiate a team scrimmage in practice i don't know how you would allow you know a few hundred students or Mm -hmm. you know few uh, you know faculty or whatever in the in the thing 
definitely should allow yeah. parents or like families. Like that's like a no brainer to me. Like if you were to allow somebody in there and if there was someone to include, you definitely have to have players, families in there. Yeah. I'm all, I'm all for the families being there. They have a whole empty arena. You can space them out pretty evenly. <laughs> no, no issue. Yeah. Now with that said, I'm going to try to be uh Jermaine Samuels, a uh, godfather or, uh, you know, Colin Gillespie's a uh, long lost cousin. I'm Italian. I could be Italian. <laughs> yeah, you'll definitely pass that test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know how it goes. You should live, live stream it too while you're at it. I walk in. Uh, who are you? Oh, uh, Ryan Archidiakno's brother. You don't know me? <laughs> yeah, don't think that's going to fly. Unless, you know, you have two copies of your wild card. Maybe if you do some Photoshop on it, you know, they'll just look at the card and not verify it to you. And you're in there. You're in the clear. We might have to sneak in as like chef. We like stack up on each other and put on a giant Wearing overcoat. A yeah. Giant trench coat. Yeah, giant trench coat with a hat. With a hat and get the the what do you call it? Like the, the fat heads. Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. fat heads as his as the face and completely <laughs> paper head. That'd be pretty funny. Our I, first game ever at the new pavilion would be in a trench coat stacked on top of each other. And then we get banned for a life. <laughs> Not worth it. Not worth it. I want to go next year. I could also apply for a janitorial position. But no, my luck, they'll be like, oh, you've been hired, but uh, we're going to sign you to Sheehan. Sheehan Hall. And, and not the pavilion. And then and it's then, all over. Then it's all over. Yeah. Yeah, Eugene, uh, you should get on that. Let, let me know how it goes and see. Uh, get, back, get back to us. Chris, I'll be writing strongly worded emails to all families saying, I'm a long-distant relative Please sneak me in, I beg. And then for good measure, I'll bribe them with like a $20 gift card. You do a 23 and me just in case you can hit on something. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I'll take the uh, 0.056% relation that I have with Caleb Daniels. If it gets you in the building, who cares? <laughs> if it works, it works. All right, Chris, uh, normally we'd have questions, but Thanksgiving – Thanksgiving Eve, you know, I'm trying to make some preparations, try to finish up some work so I can be completely free. Like once two o'clock hits, Chris, the computer's shutting down and it's just going to be a seven hour countdown until the pregame show and then finally tip off at 930 against the Boston College Eagles. But before we jump into that and before we hop off, before we say goodbye, I just want to talk about how was it last week when we discussed how Dave Portnoy of Barstool Sports was at Campus Corner? Was that last week? Yes. That yes, that was last week. Yes, that okay. was last week. Well, the episode and the pizza review finally came out on Monday night. Campus Corner and Chris, I know we discussed it off the air, but I think you called it. You called everything about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, would you like to tell the people what I called Eugene? I think, well, I think you do it justice better. Oh, no, I see. I, I, I like the way when you said it, because the way you said it was literally <laughs> from, from the mannerisms of Portnoy. Like, clearly, you, you're a one-bite fan. Like, you were someone who's yeah. seen it before, and you perfectly nailed it from the peanut gallery to Portnoy's mm-hmm. review to the, the score, score of the pizza, which mm-hmm. 6.9, that's what he gave Campus Corner Pizza – I think that's pretty fair. I think it was pretty average. I mean, we're a little spoiled. I'm from New York. You're from Jersey. So a little you know, pizza's a little bit better than here. Mm-hmm. But a six point nine seems fair. That's like average. Yeah, it's it's good. That it's good pizza. I'm not gonna lie. 
it's great. It's good yeah, to great pizza. Yeah, from Pennsylvania, you know, I remember, oh, I'll never forget the first time I went there and I realized that bagels and pizza don't exist outside of the tri-state area. I had no idea. No, 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 no. Not but at all. Cabbage corner pizza is okay. I just, I'm not a plain pizza kind of guy. So I, I think plain's kind of boring. So yeah, he's reviewing, they're... all of his reviews are on plain pizza, but I'm sitting there thinking you got to put on a topping on there or something. Yeah, their buffalo chicken pizza was uh, fire. Yeah, the Monday that's, night's uh, pizza special where it was like two pizzas for 15 bucks. That's insane. It was great, great. Us and a couple, couple of our friends because we did have those. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. It, but the pizza was great. I did call the score it, mainly as a joke at first, but because 6.9, which is a nice score. And he actually did give it a 6.9. And then I did predict that someone would show up and like kind of not ruin the review, but like kind of make their presence him. known. Yeah. Yeah. Seemed, and it would he annoy did not him. seem enthusiastic about it. Yeah. He was not, he wasn't too thrilled to get a, to get an audience and you know, that's, that's fine. That's he's the runner of barstool sports. You can do whatever he wants, but gave the pizza a fair review. Wish he, you know, was able to get a Buffalo chicken slice or whatnot. And or even a bonus review, you know, like let's eat a cheesesteak or something. Right, right. As, yeah, as we talked about last week, a cheesesteak, maybe even a fat cat, something. But he did say if, you know, you're drunk and this, it's probably the best slice you can get in this area. And I was like, you know, I never got Camp Go pizza when uh, intoxicated, obviously when I was over the age of 21. So only, so, only when you were over the age of 21. Only when I was over the age of 21. So, so yeah, I, I can't really verify that statement, but it was a fair review. Love that place. Hope and I hope it continues to go strong through uh, through these times. I was glad Pornoy was there. I wish he was a little more excited. Maybe he was annoyed by the peanut gallery. I will say I found it very strange that those people showed up at the time. Like he seemed totally taken aback. He was like, "How did you know I was here? I didn't even <laughs> tell anybody." But, so I'll ask you, Chris, who if you found out somebody was somewhere, like who would it have to be that you would put on clothes, like leave the comfort of your home? at an odd hour to go see this person eat pizza. Like, who would that have to be? Like, I just find it, I found it a little weird that, you know, it wasn't just one girl. It wasn't just one car of girls. It was multiple cars of girls rolling up to Camp Go, a caravan <laughs> to see Dave Portnoy in person. I think that's a little weird. I think it's a little ridiculous. But who would it have to be? Like, what celeb, what athlete like who would it have to be that gets you to drive out of your you know leave your house <laughs> get your friends to go see this person eat pizza in person god i i have no idea i don't i don't know if there really is anybody but like i don't know maybe i don't know this, this is gonna sound weird because it's a little out of the blue but i'd say gary sanchez i feel like he's like a good time i feel like he's a fun guy and i, I feel like he would give a great pizza review He's a cool dude. I, I like him a lot. Probably my favorite Yankee, even though he's probably going to get traded in the offseason. Rest in peace. But <laughs> that's okay. I, I'd probably say him, him or Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, one of those two guys. You, you've flown states to see Aaron Rodgers live at Lambeau. Yeah, I would probably go fly out to Lambeau just to see him eat pizza, too, clearly. A cheese curds. <laughs> cheese curd review? Oh, dude, if, imagine if Portnoy ever gets a Wisconsin base. <laughs> you cheese curd reviews for days, but yeah, that's uh, that's probably the only two 
and I would probably have to be eating the pizza with them. I wouldn't just like stand there and yeah, watch that was them a little, like googly eyed. Yeah, that was a little weird. Yeah, from the sidewalk. Yeah, that was a little strange. Yeah. What about you, Eugene? Who are your idols? Pizza eating oh, idols. Man, you know, I don't, I don't even think there's anybody on this earth that I would literally, if I was lying down in bed, be like, I have to leave my house, drive over to see this person eat pizza. The, yeah. There was a time where I was like a huge Kevin Durant fan. That was when I was a young boy, a young teen. <laughs> but then, you know, he, he was cool. He was still cool then. You know, he played at Oklahoma City. He was probably one of the very few jerseys I actually owned. You know, he was still humble. He was still a good guy. And then uh, that all went crashing and burning in 2016. Now I trust nobody. Now <laughs> celebrity <laughs> idols, who needs that? Who needs that? Yeah, if there is one thing Kevin Durant did. He lived too long to see himself become the villain. That, yeah, and teach an entire generation about trust issues. So, so yeah, I, look, I'm in the same boat as you. I don't think I'd ever go out of my way to see someone eat pizza. But, you know, if I wanted to share a slice with two athletes, those would probably be the two. Two, two cool dudes. But, no, I, I wouldn't, like, go see anyone eat pizza. Stand on the sidewalk, watch them, and, like, try and get involved with the review. Just, just let, them do, let them do their job. And there you have it. Chris would not see anybody eat pizza <laughs> i remember uh, those daily uh, special deals at campus corner used to be pretty fire those two humongous slices and then a drink and some fries that's an amazing fr- deal for like it was, what, six bucks seven bucks yeah, oh crazy yeah it was awesome and you would never think like to get fries and pizza together either but honestly they had a great combo with a, with a soda or something nice, nice yes fantastic i hope they still do it i'm sure, sure they, do. they do yeah sure they do you know, Eugene, when you apply, apply for your janitorial job down there, get us get the daily special, walk into the pavilion and let us know how it all goes. Look, I, I'm going to have to get more than a daily special. I'm going to have to, like, bring an ice box and just purchase a bunch of sandwiches and keep it in my freezer and I'll have campus corner for <laughs> See, like that's a month. great idea. That's like a great doomsday scenario thing, too. Yeah, the world could be ending, but hey, hey I'm eating a buffalo chicken cheese <laughs> or I'm eating a fat cat. <laughs> Bring it on, meteor. <laughs> <laughs> or everyone turn into zombies. You got your zombie hut. It's, it's all good. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for today. Sorry, skipping out on questions again. Is that two in a row? I think it is. Oh, my God. I, but, I don't even know if we've done that. But it's it a holiday. A it's a holiday. It's, it's a holiday. weird timing. All right. Well, then in that case, we're going to get you back on Tuesday. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll get you back on Tuesday. Eat a lot of food. Have some R&R. If you're having family over, just don't get caught. Don't get in trouble. Be safe. And, uh, yeah, I, I got nothing else to add except for go cats, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, you got to mention uh, wh- where to find us, though, Eugene. Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Spotify, yeah. Stitcher, Megaphone, Podbean. There you go. He's got the Podbean. He's got, did you say Apple Podcast? Apple I did not Podcast, say Apple Podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Google iTunes, Play. Google Play. I missed that. Yeah, I got all sure. the weird ones. Make sure you look for VU Hoops or State of the Nova Nation in order to find us. You'll be able to do so. Check back, check often on VUHoops.com. We've been pumping out content. It feels good to be writing again. And also we've been baptizing a bunch of new writers, which is always exciting for the site. Also be sure to follow VU Hoops on social media. You can do so at VU Hoops. That's good for Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Facebook or like our page on Facebook, I should say. And then... You can follow me, Eugene Rapay, at eRapay5. I got nothing. Just everyone have a happy, healthy, and safe Thanksgiving, regardless of what you're doing. Please be safe and 
Enjoy the day. Chris, one quick one. One quick one. One quick mm-hmm. one. Best mm-hmm. Thanksgiving side dish. Stuffing. Game over. Good case man. closed. Good man. Yeah. Okay, what's what's number two? None. Oh, come on. Yo, really? <laughs> uh, oh, God. I, I think we answer this. I do this every year in the ranking changes. I, I can't even think of one at the top of my head. What's okay. another one? What's another good one? You get, Give me your number one. Oh, well, my number one is stuffing. My number two is mac right. and cheese. See, see, I was going to say that, but we've never had that, but I think we're changing it up this year. So oh, I highly recommend. Definitely I will let, add to the rotation. I will get back to that, and I'll let you know if it is able to join the Mount Rushmore of sides, which currently just includes one for me. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go with that. <laughs> All right. Nova Nation, have a good one. Let's go Cats tonight, and let's go Cats tomorrow, and let's go Cats every other day until March because that's when we sleep. Or we sleep in April, actually. And let's get it. The season's here. Go Cats. Go Nova. 9.30 tonight. BC's going down. Arizona State, Rhode Island. We'll probably join them tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Let's get it. The season's here. Go Cats.